Okay, there we go. Now it's giving me the thumbs up of we're recording. Part In of case th- you missed it, this is what we've already covered. <laughs> we've discussed most of everything, and now it's our final farewell. Okay. <laughs> All right. Welcome to episode 9 of Companions of the Perception Check. Tonight we are discussing the Ranger class. I am joined today by... Seth Colgrove. Zachary Ruffing. Welcome guys. Okay, now let's discuss the Ranger. It, you know, it's been at least since 2nd edition. I don't, I couldn't tell you if any first edition supplements added to it um and in at least in second edition it was a subclass of the fighter where it got prodigious bonuses to stealth and hiding as well as the ability to use two-handed weapons without penalty as long as you're wearing lighter armor Nothing heavier than studded leather. Um, yeah. And then starting in at least third edition, it the the ranger became its own class, and that continues through to fifth edition. Um, yeah, in the fourth edition, uh, with the role, the um, ranger was one of two primary. Um, Martial strikers, which meant they were really good at taking on one enemy at a time and hitting really hard. They were different than rogues. Rogues were about positioning and getting combat advantage and stuff. Rangers were just really, really mobile. Well, that that makes sense. They're supposed to be these guardians of the forest kind of people who, who lives on the fringes of civilization. Um, yeah. You know, if you if you had a few, if you're in a a wooded area fighting a group of orcs, you know, you you'd like that if you had a couple of rangers, they could quickly dart between the cover and just keep taking on taking out uh, the orcs from a range. Yeah. Well, that does, and I, I will say my. In my view, the over the most overused fantasy trope is the half elf ranger. While I understand, you know how it came out, Aragorn from yeah, the ranger largely originally it was yeah, Lord of the Rings with Legolas, as we mentioned when we weren't recording. Yes, um, you know the best five minutes of the podcast in the history of the podcast. Yeah, we'll, we'll never get those back. Yeah. Um, uh, and so, yeah, I, I, I do, I do think that that trope has been overused, but um, I do think that they they can add a lot of balance to to a party if you're in a non-urban setting. Because it's, yeah. it's one of those if you're if you're playing a ranger in an urban setting, you know it's, you're you're 
you're gonna your party will stick out like a sore thumb. I think Oliver Queen would question that opinion, but <laughs> Oliver Queen has a secret identity. No, no, Oliver Queen's not a ranger. He's a Oliver Queen is an arcane archer. That's how he does his trick arrow. <laughs> he attaches fireball to one of his arrows. You never hear him miss. He's so good that you never hear him whispering the magic word. Then he fires it. Either way, he has a secret identity. He doesn't walk through town in his costume leisurely. Fine. All right. Now, now, if he did, if he did walk through town in his costume leisurely, and no one batted a second eye, okay, I'll, I'll, I would concede the point at that point. Um. But I, I, outside of the overused trope of the of the half elf ranger, I, I do enjoy the ranger class. Um, I'm still I'm I'm still not sure whether it should be in, in a way because it's a half caster, which is different than either the fighter or the rogue. But in a way, I see it still kind of fits more to me. It just feels like a wilderness fighter or rogue still kind of with some special abilities. I mean, even when we get to, I believe it's the hunter, the hunter gets a lot of rogue possible rogue abilities at high levels, like evasion, uncanny dodge, and stuff like that. So should we show, so should future editions set it as a subclass of druid? Um... I don't know. They're a lot more physical than druids are. I mean, they are really heavy weapon users. Although, unlike in a lot of other fantasy games, bow is only one option. It's not like ranger does not mean ranged combat, necessarily. Yeah. The, the rogue doesn't, and, and the rogue doesn't necessarily mean cloak and dagger. Right, it does, it and does uh, actually in several versions, including uh, an experimental thing they were doing with the fighter, even the fighter is often a ranged combatant, if it needs to be. Mm -hmm. So do you think uh, second edition did it right and just had it as a subclass of fighter? Uh, I think that might have been the way to go. You know, we're going to get the first slew of angry comments from me saying that, but, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I have hard, a hard time justifying it as its own class. Mm -hmm. I mean, they are trying an experimental um, alternate ranger class that still gets the same subclasses, but has some different abilities. But I'm still not sure if it was really worth it. I think it's more precedent at this point. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's start looking at the the class itself. Um. There, uh, as we said, they're out in the fringes of civilization, just kind of patrolling their lands, which I guess it wouldn't be there, but I guess just patrolling the air. They're comfortable area um, and although the the player's handbook does say they 
specialize in hunting monsters of a uh, on the edges of civilization. I do. I don't know. I I think that's pushing it. I I, I would see the the ranger more as a in the druid as seeking the balance rather than. Uh, you kind of have that in the beast hunter, uh, beast hunt. I mean, not beast hunter, beast uh, companion, beast master, whatever subclass. Mm-hmm. And in and it says openly in some of the source books they they often work alongside um druids and barbarians so yeah like the Emerald Enclave is almost completely made up of druids uh, barbarians and rangers they you know it does say that because of their lifestyle they are they tend to be very very independent and tend to, to work alone. And I would think that that would, uh, that would cause a lot of interesting role-playing adventure uh, options when you, when you stick them in a party, they may, you know, you, they may join your party for whatever reason, but I, that independence I think would cause. I, I, I'm, thinking of, I'm thinking of a few I'm thinking of a few different fictional characters that just just remind me how most people would probably play that situation. Really super gritty Batman. Or Vegeta from DBZ. That's how I see them personifying the fiercely independent ranger. I don't know why, but... You know, I, I, I see that. It's... Now, now I would play it differently. I would. Yeah. So would I. Just those. Those are two that Although seem it, like. It might start falling towards gritty Batman. Of you're new here. Yeah. I know that this is my my forest. Yeah. I know what's best. In my mind, uh, though, it would fall more to an isolationist mentality, kind of like Swamp Thing, where I have to stay away from these people because they'll corrupt who I am, what I'm protecting. You could play it like that. I could. Oh, that's how I would play it. Yeah, that's that's a that's a that's a that's a great. That would be a great way to play it. Although, I'd like to see that with another ranger in the group to see how that dynamic plays out. Yeah. Maybe it's like, God, you're the only confident one in this group besides me, and then you roll a warning on a perception check. <laughs> well, we all roll ones on perception checks, but it would be yes. You're the only competent person, or the only intelligent person here who understands these things, but you're still not as good as me. Yeah. Learn, learn. Call me back in in ten, fifteen years when you when you've learned the tricks of the trade. It's like I'm five years older than you. Yeah, that's right. Call me back. Um. So the the class features are uh, your profi- you get your proficiencies in light arm light and medium armor as well as shields, simple and martial weapons. Um, you're proficient in strength and dexterity saving throws, and you get to choose three skills initially: animal handling, athletics, insight, investigation, nature, perception, stealth, or survival. Choose three out of those. <laughs> 
what I was just occurred to me about the uh, saving throws you get, those actually really do fit the class because a lot of the strength things are like strength saving throws are like to keep him getting pulled down when a wolf jumps at you or to get out of a grapple. I mean, you use either strength or dexterity to get out of a grapple. So, so it's all about mobility, movement, um, avoiding a lot of things that would happen in a natural environment, trying to get knocked down by animals, getting tangled up in something. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, before we step into the the abilities, I'm gonna do this a little different. We're gonna cover the cover the abilities that you get as a ranger as a whole before diving into the archetypes. Okay. Archetype at third level. Um, Starting at level one, you get favored enemy and natural explorer. In the unrecorded portion, you said this is what they've taken from third edition. They're based on racism. Um, Choose a enemy race, aberrations, beasts, Celestials, constructs, dragons, elementals, fey, fiends, giants, monstrosities, oozes, plants, or undead. Or, you can choose two humanoid races, such as gnolls and orcs, as favorite enemies. After you choose those, you get advantage on uh, wisdom survival checks to track them, and as well as intelligent checks to recall information. And you also get to learn a language of your favorite enemies if they speak a language at all. Which I think is shenanigans cuz if you if you're if you're after uh beasts then you should be able to speak dolphin. Well, yeah. Uh, that was actually a language in second edition. Are you serious? <laughs> dolphin is, was a language? That is my favorite. Yeah, language. and they were lawful good. <laughs> yes. Um, what's funny is uh, what's funny is in the game, giant eagle is still its own language. I always suspected the Miami Dolphins mascot TD was from the land land of Dungeons and Dragons. But... <laughs> um, you can you can add an additional favored enemy at sixth and fourteenth levels. Also at first level you are a natural explorer um you're familiar with one type of natural environment um arctic coast desert forest grassland mountain swamp or the underdark uh, so what do you do if uh what do you do if it, uh, if it can overlap like if it's uh if you're on the coast of an underground lake how would that work you shouldn't have gotten there to begin with <laughs> I'll agree with Seth. Um, when you're, what's what's great is you're with that is uh, when you make an intelligence or wisdom check related to your favorite terrain, you have your proficiency bonuses doubled. Um, if you're using a skill you're proficient in, uh, while traveling an hour or more within the that type of terrain, uh, you gain the ball the these benefits. Difficult terrain doesn't slow your group's travel. Can't become lost except by magical means. When you're engaged in another activity while traveling, such as foraging, navigating, or tracking, you remain alert to danger. 
except if you're us, and you still can't hit that perception check. DM's like, you gotta, you gotta have a passive proficiency or passive perception of negative one not to see this. We still miss it. Um, when you, if you're traveling alone, you can move stealthily at normal pace. You find twice as much food when you forage as you normally would. Um, if you're tracking other creatures, you learn their exact number, sizes, and how long ago they passed through the area. You can add uh, more favored terrain types at 6th and 10th level. At 2nd level, you get fighting style and spellcasting. Uh, you adopt a particular fighting style as your specialty. Um, and choose one of the following options. You can't choose it again later on. Uh, archery gives plus two attacks to ranged weapons. Defense uh, gives you a plus one to your AC. Uh, dueling, when you're wielding a melee weapon in one hand and no other weapon, you get a plus two to damage rolls with that weapon. And two, weapon fighting. You add your ability modifier to the damage of the second weapon. Really help. Um, second level, you also get uh, the spell casting. By the time you reach second level, you get magical essences of uh, nature. Uh, the ranger, you, you get spell slots. Um, and get, uh, which is, you know, pretty much the same. Except it's yeah, like rangers are a half-caster class, which means they, they, they cast spells, but not as much as, like, a wizard or warlock would. I can, I mean, and also, i got to tell you my favorite, my favorite ranger spell. It's one that only they get. What's that? Conjure Barrage. Conjure Barrage. It's, you cast it on a throwing weapon... And then you throw the weapon, and then it becomes a whole bunch in midair, and it becomes an area of effect attack. Oh, wait, I'm, I don't have any weapons? Well, let me grab this rock. Uh, bam! <laughs> yeah, so basically, if you, like, cast off... So basically, if you cast it on a... Uh, <coughs> you cast it like on a throwing axe and then throw it, it becomes like a cone effect <laughs> of throwing axe. Can you do that if you're, say, trying to knock down a tree? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, at third level you get to choose your ranger archetype which we'll uh, go over here in a moment. And you get primal awareness. You can use your action and expend one ranger spell slot to focus your awareness on an area around you. For one minute per level of the spell slot you, exp you expend, you can sense whether you are being whether the following type of creatures are present within one mile, or within up to six miles if you're in your favored terrain. Aberrations, celestials, dragons, elementals, fey, fiends, and undead. Doesn't, but it doesn't tell you if they're. Uh, it doesn't tell you their location or number. Um, Still sounds incredibly handy. You know, unless it's something that's not on that list. 
sure. But just knowing there's a dragon nearby, that sounds helpful. And it would yeah, be, that would. Although for, it could be relatively useless if you were in an area where there's a where there's a lot of a certain type of enemy. Like if you were in a crypt and you were trying to get away from one particular undead, it's worse than the rest of them. And you just know there's a whole bunch of undead around. Mm. Well, let's see. This is the beauty of it. We 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 generally have Megan with us, and her go-to is let's set it on fire. <laughs> So, um, you get your ability a score improvements at 4, 8, 12, 16th, and 19th. Um, at 5th level, you get extra attack. Um, so you can attack twice instead of once. At level 8, you get the land stride ability. Uh, you get moving through non-magical difficult terrain costs no extra movement. Pass through non-magical plants without being slowed by them and without taking damage from them if they have thorns, spines, or similar hazards. Uh, advantage on saving throws against plants that are magically created or manipulated to impede movement such as created by the Entangle spell. Uh, this I like. Uh, level 10, you get the ability to hide in plain sight. Um... Spend one minute creating camouflage for yourself, and although you must have access to dirt, mud, plant soot, and other naturally occurring materials, once you're camouflaged, you can hide by pressing yourself against a solid surface such as a tree or a wall that's at least as tall as wide as you are, uh, plus 10 bonus to dexterity stealth checks as long as you remain there without moving or taking actions. Once you move, the camouflage is broken. Although, that could be very helpful if uh, you're in a, you know you're about to become in a combat situation, and you can ha have have a ranger hide at the wall, and lead, them pat lead whoever passed the wall, and the ranger can pop out afterwards, get a surprise attack. Um, yeah. At level 14, you can use the hide action. That's a bonus action on your turn, and vanish. Um, but you have to yell, Ninja, vanish, and throw the ping pong ball full of smoke down. That sounds reasonable. You can't get anything for But you free. can't just say, Ninja, vanish. You have to say, Ninja, vanish! Um, or you can also have it so that you can't be tracked by non-magical means unless you choose to leave a trail. At level 18, you get Feral Senses. Uh, you gain pre preter preternatural. preternatural senses that help with creatures you can't see. When you attack a creature you can't see, your inability to see it doesn't impose disadvantage on attack rolls. Nice. You're also aware that, that makes pretty good. Except think about what level you're getting it at. At this level, most people will have ways to see them anyway. If if the if the DM has even you know reasonably dealt out magical items at this point. Well, I also see it. I don't know. Would it? It doesn't just mean invisible. You could be hit with a spell that blinds you. No, it doesn't work if you're blinded. 
Ah. Well, never mind. Well, he got so upset he threw his book down. <laughs> so. Okay. And then at level 20, you're a foe slayer. You become a par unparalleled hunter of your enemies. You can add on each of your on each one of your turns, you can add your wisdom modifier to an attack roll or damage roll uh, that you make against your favorite enemies. Um, you can choose before or after the roll, but before any effects of the roll are applied. Sorry, you gotta gotta figure out if we're gonna use it before or after, before the. DM says if it hits or not. So yeah. that brings us on to the two archetypes, the hunter and the beastmaster. Let's start with the hunter. Um, at level three, you get hunter's prey. You get one of the following features. Colossus slayer, giant killer, horde breaker. Uh, Colossus slayer, your tenacity can wear down most potent foes. When you hit a creature with a weapon attack, it takes an extra 1d8 damage if it's below its hit point maximum. You can only deal it once per turn. Um, giant killer. When a large or larger creature within 5 feet of you hits or misses with an attack, you can use reaction to attack that creature immediately, provided you can see the creature. And Horde Breaker. Once each of your turns, when you make a weapon attack, Make another attack with the same weapon against a different creature within five feet of the original target and within range. So if you're getting slammed up against by kobolds, you can... Um, at level seven, you get defensive tactics. Escape the horde. Uh, opportunity attacks against you are made with disadvantage. Multi-attack defense. When a creature hits you with an attack, you gain a plus four bonus to AC against all subsequent attacks made by that creature for the rest of, your, of the turn. And Steel Will. I guess you get like a dude named Will who's made of steel. Um, you have advantages on saving throws against being frightened. At level 11, uh, you get multi-attack, either volley. Uh, use your action to make a range attack against any number of creatures within 10 feet of a point you can see. Uh, must have the ammunition for each target as normal. And, make it a, and you can make a separate attack roll for each target. Whirlwind attack. You can use your action to make a melee attack against any number of creatures within 5 feet of you. With separate attack rolls for each target. That can get quite... Should I say... Dicey? No, you should not. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, no. Um, at 15th level, uh, you get superior hunter's defense. You get ev you can choose evasion. Um, which means you uh, half damage on a failed dexterity saving throw. Um... No, no damage on it. If it allows for half. Yeah. Um, stand against the tide. When a hostile creature misses you with a melee attack, you can use reaction to force that creature rep repeat the same attack against another creature of your choice. Um, uncanny dot or uncanny dodge. 
um, you can use your reaction to have the damage. The second is the Beastmaster. Um, at third level, you get a Beast Companion that accompanies you on your adventure and is trained to fight alongside you. It has to be a medium or smaller creature with a challenge ranging of a fourth or lower. Um, add, add your proficiency bonus to the beast AC, attack rolls, and damage rolls, as well as any saving throws and skills is proficient in. Hit point maximum is the hit point number in its stat block or four times your ranger level, whichever is higher. Um... You can spend hit dice during a short rest to regain hit points. Obeys your commands the best it can. It takes its turn on your initiative, though it doesn't take an action unless it's commanded to. On your turn, you can verbally command the beast where to move. No action required by you. You can use your action to verbally command it to take an attack, dash, disengage, dodge, or help action. Once you have an extra attack feature, you can command. You can make one weapon attack yourself when you command the beast to take the action action. Um, if you're incapacitated or absent, the beast acts on its own. Focusing on protecting you itself, the beast never requires your command to use its reactions, such as when taking opportunity attack. Um, when traveling through your favorite domain, it um, moves stealthily at a normal pace. If your beast dies, which would be sad, you can obtain a new companion by spending Eight hours magically bonding with a beast that isn't hostile to you and meets the requirements. This is an incredibly long-winded way of saying you get an animal friend. It is, but I guess they, they've got to be. They've got to. They've got to take care. Otherwise, you'd be like, okay, so I'm gonna release a volley of arrows while my beast friend here is going to attack somebody else. Um, at seventh level, you get exceptional training. Um, when your animal companion doesn't attack, you can use a bonus action to have it dash, disengage, dodge, or help on its turn. At 11th level, you get Bestial Fury. When you command your beast to command to attack, it can make two attacks, or it can take the multi-attack action if it has the action. Um, and then at 15th level, you get Share Spells. When you cast a spell targeting yourself, you can also affect your beast companion. I think I think even with the proficiency bonuses, it seems like that one's kind of weak. I mean, you can't go any hot. There's no like thing like they have with druids for the circle of the moon, where your wild shape gets better as you do. You're still like you know hawks or poisonous snakes or not even like big poisonous snakes either. Just I don't know. I could. I mean, I, I understand. The, the point is you're, you're supposed to have magically bonded to this creature. And... Uh, I don't know. I, I guess it would... It, it wouldn't... Story-wise... Huh? I mean, I haven't playtested it, and they have, but a lot of people weren't happy with this uh, class, which is why they're making the alternate ranger option to begin with, but well, I mean, I can, it just I can, seems like go ahead. I, I think the Beastmaster I don't think it should be a subclass I think they were kind of reaching for it 
I think you should probably get... You should have the ability to get a uh, companion as a ranger if you wanted it. But it shouldn't... The, set, the new ranger has that already. So, it, I mean, it shouldn't really... Like I really don't yeah. think the, the beast should be your primary focus as a ranger. In my experience, though, yeah. the, uh, the creation of a further ranger has always been controversial. I mean, the green ranger, the white ranger, the, it's so on and so forth. <laughs> yeah, but in that case, they were adding to an already awesome dynamic team. <laughs> this, I think they're just like, okay, this this one's kind of broken. Let's, let's try again. Fair enough. Um, so, I don't know. I like think... Power Rangers after Leo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Couldn't... I feel like you have a problem with Turbo, but I get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, th those Rangers don't get companions, so... <laughs> yeah, Zordon and Alpha just ditch them. <laughs> yeah, they do. Uh, so, although I do think that's all we've got for it, I would like to thank Zach and Seth for joining me. And we will see you all next time on Companions Perception Check. Y'all have a great day. I would like to thank all of our guests, as well as bensound.com for our music, Extreme Action. You can find them at bensound.com, as well as visit us at companionsofperception.net.